Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Jansen. Welcome back to Talking Numbers. Look, it's our podcast show for the accounting industry and we hope you've enjoyed everything and every one that we've brought to you for the 2021 series of Talking Numbers. Look, today we're going down a different little, I'm going to call it a little rabbit hole, although it's going to be an awesome chat and I hope all of you, whether you, if you're listening in the car, you've got the ability to obviously pull over or listen to it again, or if you're listening to it at the desk, get a pad and, uh, you know, a piece of paper or a pad and a pen out and take some notes because there's going to be plenty of little golden nuggets that we are going to share. Today, I have the pleasure in chatting to Shay Thayer. Now, Shay, firstly, welcome to Talking Numbers, but we're going to delve a little bit deeper into things, but how are you? I'm doing great, Paul. I'm super excited today, actually. It's a very exciting day for me. Tell me about that. So, uh, look, look, I think we're, we're going to... We're going to delve into quite a few different things today. I think over the last probably, I'll say the last six months, we've been talking, you and I have had some pretty good open, deep chats about a number of key things. Um, I'm going to talk about Rolls' parents. I'm going to talk about um, our virtual lunch that we spoke about, women in accounting, and talk about, we're going to delve a few into deep things. You've got a really good opinion on a few of the things. Um, what's important in terms of role models we're going to delve a little bit deeper into a few other things. But before we do that, maybe share with everyone that's listening a bit about you, a bit about your background. I hear there could be a bit of a scoop as well for a new exciting role. Hot scoop, absolutely. Hot scoop, we like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very exciting. Uh, well, my name's Shay Thayer. Um, I am an FCA. I have been pretty well in public practice for most of my career with a few dips out into commerce and consulting and a few other things. Um, what I'm doing now is I'm head of accounting at Intuit, which is in why I'm so excited because it's my first day. Um, <laughs> It's just really exciting. I love new things. So tell us about that. So as head of accounting, what will you be doing? Yeah, so um, part of my role, well, my role is um, to look after the growth function for the accounting and bookkeeping channel. Okay. Um, so I have a fabulous team um, that I get to work with and learn a lot from and support and, and do awesome things with. But, um, you know, I think I, I'm just excited about the opportunity. I mean, I've been really sort of closely um, closely linked with Zero for a really long time. And the, yeah. the the reason for that is because, you know, Zero was my first introduction to cloud accounting and it's the concept of cloud accounting that just blew my mind and rocked my world at a point in time. Um, and I think there's a huge opportunity to, you know, for the Australian accounting industry to you know, leverage the learnings from the world number one cloud accounting platform. Um, and you know. and I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm, I'm gonna raise that. Sorry to chop you off for a sec there, but no. you're, you're right. Intuit's probably not. Um, where are they mostly? Is it is it the US or is it the UK? What's and then of course there's great opportunities now. Yeah, of course, North America. So right. um, generally speaking, what we say, Intuit is number one globally. In Australia, we have Xero is number one, MOAB is number two, and QuickBooks is number three. So my first ambition is to take over that number two spot um, because I, I think competition is good, right? You know, Absolutely. competition means um, everyone involved has better, better outcomes. So, of course, I'm going to be laser focused on moving team green up into number two spot. But yeah. my 
my purpose and the ambition that sits behind that is actually so you know everyone involved all the firms and the clients using cloud accounting can do more and achieve more and get better service and better product and you know just be more awesome because we raise that tide together yes um that that's that's what i'm excited about yeah good and i look i think you know going back I think that's the problem, you know, spending a lot of time in the US myself, I, you know, they don't have a, I don't really like to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. They don't really have a broken model in their accounting systems where I think for a very long time we did. My ob was probably the only one I, I would say and from an outsider looking in, I would say it was a cracked broken model. No one was advancing on it. Suddenly something like a zero comes along and cloud accounting, right place, right time, everyone comes because, again, people only look to change if they're not happy with the current. So it's a, it's a, a great space, but I think you're right. Since we've all now moved more and more towards cloud accounting, there's so many more opportunities out there. So I'm looking forward to seeing how you can share this journey as well with um, the rest of the accounting world in Australia. It's going to be exciting to watch. Awesome. I'm excited. Now, I'm going to start with, um, again, one of the deeper chats that we had probably when we first had a chat. And I'm going to go down the road of our roles as parents. And what do you think? And how can we start to influence the next layer of role models? And I think, you know, when we first spoke about this, it was to do with, again, um, you know, I've got, I've got three boys. Um, it's about teaching them certain aspects. So as we move into this equilibrium world and how we start to respect women more and what do you think of that? So let's talk about role models as parents. What's important to you? Yeah, I am. Um, sometimes I'll be honest, I get really overwhelmed by the, like the gravity of my responsibility as a parent. And I know that sounds a little bit silly because it was my choice to bring these humans into the world. But honestly, I do. And, and nothing really comes close to it that I've experienced. No strategy, no mission, no business, no anything. Um, and I, I wonder whether at the moment that's just because there's a lot of challenges that um, are sort of dropping into what will be their future you know, COVID, climate, um, hypermasculinity, da, da, da. I've got two girls to be clear <laughs> and um, have had, a, had, had an interesting, um, I, have a, I have an interesting truth in, in my experience throughout my life, both from business and a personal perspective in, um, in the, the influences that men have had in my life. Um, and I, I honestly am a little bit overwhelmed by it from time to time because I don't actually feel like I've got all the tools um, as a parent to make sure that, you know, I can a protect my girls from all the things that I had to go through by myself and figure out myself. Um, and, and that kind of thing. And then right, right next to that, I sort of think, but you know, you don't, you can't control all of that as well. You can't, you, you can, you can prepare your kids for a lot of things, but you definitely can't control what that landscape looks like. So Very you know, true. I, my, my role, um, you know, I'm a fierce mama bear, these two girls, like honestly, um, and every day they hold a mirror to me and sometimes I'm horrified and sometimes I'm really proud. Yep. Um, 
because I just want them to not, I don't want anything to be easy for them. I actually feel like part of growing, you know, a decent soul as a human is some struggle, is some, is some, is definitely struggle. But I also, I don't want them to be broken by things that are preventable. You know, I don't want, I don't want no man to break them. I don't want no, you know, preventable barriers to achievement, you know, breaking them. I want them to have the tools to navigate this stuff because I'm not going to be able to stand next to them in everything that they experience as they grow up. Mm. Um, I've, I've been giving this a bit of thought. I've just come off two weeks of leave. So you can see <laughs> what I'm going. going on. <laughs> yeah. It's very deep today. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's good because it's sort of, it, it, again, um, based on our last few chats and I think, you know, you've just highlighted the fact that you've got girls and I've got boys. And But I think you're right. I think there's certain things we can control and there's certain things when we were growing up, we didn't have that influence our lives like what our children are going to go through. And it is a bit of a scary landscape sometimes. Um, but at the same time, we've, we've, we've been given this responsibility to do things with our children and share things with our children. And it is, we, we don't have, you know, sort of no one has the right playbook, but it is about just continually learning and sharing and being a part of their lives. And that's probably where, you know, I suppose looking at what we did back in March when we ran that women in accounting, it will sort of steer back as now as again, another influential female within the head of accounting industry, which is fantastic. Um, we spoke about women in accounting and how important that was. Um, I had two fantastic guests on, had a plethora of, again, guests that joined the virtual lunch that day. And it was really, really important. I felt it was really important from the male's point of view as well to highlight the important roles that women play in a, in, a, in, in an area where, or an industry, which has been male-dominated and probably to a certain degree still is male-dominated. It's probably the 80-20 rule plays their, plays, plays their role. Um, yeah. Why do you believe it's important to continue to talk a highlight women in our industry? Um, it's all about this idea of you can't be what you can't see. And I. this is why you and I are friends, Paul, because I am a massive fan of anybody that will genuinely um, contribute effort to this thing getting better. And I say that that sounds kind of vague because um, I will honestly support, amplify, respect any level of effort, even if it's teeny, even if it's massive. Um, so good on, good on you. Thank you. Thank you so much, honestly. Um, but it's about this idea of you can't be what you can't see. So, yeah, our industry has traditionally been male-dominated um, and some, you know, you, you, you said, you know, arguably it still is, but at a granular level what we know is we have a 50-50 split at grad level. We have a 50-50 split at senior accountant level. We have a 50-50 split at senior manager level, but the part that remains male-dominated is at the leadership level. So that this that's where the 80-20 comes in, right? Women making up, you know, around that 20% or so of partners across the globe, so not just yes. in Australia. Very true. So yep. because of that, the airtime, the profile and the perception is that our industry is still male-dominated. So where we're deliberate and where anyone is deliberate about increasing this airtime for women, the visibility, the profile, the influence, 
we in turn see this shift in perception, which starts to remove one of the barriers to women progressing in the industry. So at these events like your virtual lunch, they also help everyone's networks become more rich with diversity, mm-hmm. right? So um, I had a conversation with another colleague recently who um, asked me to sit on a panel for a topic I actually was completely not qualified to speak on. So I suggested that I not do that, but gave him a few other names. And I said, hey, listen, um, you know, uh, there was a insinuation behind the scenes that one of these events was actually a manal, hashtag manal. Um, yes. And I said, hey, um, I'm all about just helping everybody with this stuff, right? So I, I volunteered my views, which is, you know, not something I always do, but I just said, hey, I'm not being critical, but just um, just, just a hot tip. And he said, you know, I didn't even think about it. And, in fact, I just reached out to my network and it made me think about events like yours in the way that it just helps everyone's networks become more diverse. So, you know, from what you did, you know, a bunch of other men might think of um, these women that they're introduced to through these events for things that come up in the future. So, like, if they're putting a panel together, they go, oh, remember that, you know, fantastic speaker on blah, that would be great. Or, you know, maybe one of these ladies could be a a keynote um, for something for a conference. Maybe they could be, you know, um, a future leader in the firm. Maybe they present an opportunity to, you know, for a firm merger or all sorts of opportunities that come out of broadening that network. So that's why I think these um, events are so critical. And I know that 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 view is not shared by all of my female colleagues, um, which is its own interesting <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. But uh, g- genuinely, I just think you know we don't we don't reach a we don't ever get to somewhere different if we do the same stuff. Like that isn't that like Albert Einstein's definition Correct. of insanity? Like expecting a different outcome. Yeah. Yep. So that's I just see it as a really key role in that, and I love it all about yeah. it. You know, you, you, you know, you're right. And I think it's the sometimes when you do put yourself out there sometimes, whether it's the Aussie tall poppy syndrome or not, where people are quick to chop you down, um, yeah. where people should be encouraging the opportunity to, to have a voice, to, to, to have a say, to join. You know, we use this join us type of um voice I suppose and it, it, it worked really well but I agree the things that have come from that have been really important to open up the conversation and I know even um, shout out to Beck Mahalik um, you know I, I believe she's speaking at uh, from the trenches very soon at the conference yes. and she's going to yes. be talking about this particular subject so I know she gave me a call last week and we had a quick chat about it and it was again you know it's all those again how do we continually shed a light it's a bit like it's a bit like mental health. How do we shed the light on it and continually talk about it? Because by doing that, we're going to learn and we're going to evolve and we're going to get better. And that's probably the the, the key thing that everyone can play their role. I think that's just as important. Um, do you believe there's a really important role for males to play moving forward in this? Yeah, absolutely. And um, anyone that uh, <laughs> knows me personally or perhaps 
attended my wedding will laugh because, <laughs> and particularly my brother, because he has heard many a time from me, I don't yeah. need no man, right? <laughs> and I say that with love because I can clean the gutters and I can change my tyres and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I choose the beautiful man that I'm married to, right? So let's just clear the air on that one to start yeah. with. Yeah. But I, it is, this is, for me, is not a, um, a men versus women thing. I think this is a human thing. So in that, in that vein, I think, yeah, there's a massive role for men to play as there are, there is a massive role for women to play. But whether we like it or not, the um, the, 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 the majority of the power influence and all of that within the industry still lies with the men because, as we said, you know, 80% of, of our firms are, uh, are led by men. So if we are going to have change here, we need our blokes on side. It's yes. just a, a fact of life. And yep. I'd rather play as a team, to be quite honest. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is really critical. And I mean, I guess that beggars the point of, or the question of what does that even look like? And I think, I think 100%, this is where we're, 100%. Yeah, it, it gets, I can see, I can see struggle here. And I think one of the things that, um, I guess I sort of, uh, I don't know what the right word is. I think about a lot is how, I just want to be in a position where I'm supporting any positive effort because I recognise that this is a journey for everyone. I'm yep. not going to get into, I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not going to talk about the psychology of hyper-masculinity <coughs> hyper and all that sort of thing. <laughs> Even I choked on that word. Um, <laughs> but I think, do you know what? Whatever better looks like, I will encourage any man to do. And I think that's really important because, um, you know, whether it's a big effort, whatever gets you there, I'm happy with. I think there's a bit of a purist view um, in some camps that says, no, you must you must be on the journey for exactly the right reasons. It's because it's a human rights issue and it's this and it's that. Do you know what? I don't care what motivates you to contribute to this being better as long as you do it. You know, yes. if it means that if you look at your daughters and think, well, I don't, I want them to have exactly the same opportunities that my son has. If that's what does it for you, great. If you look at your wife and say, I'd be pretty shirty if you know, she was sitting in a meeting and um, raised uh, raised uh, an idea or a view that got completely ignored and five minutes later a, bro a bloke raised it and that got tabled for action. Yeah, if that does it for you, then use that as your motivation. And whatever it is, I'm just really, really happy and will honestly support anyone that is 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 contributing positive to like, positively to this, and I, I'm I'm probably not I'm not alone in that view, but I know that that's not a a consistent experience. I mean, I know that I mean you're I know that you you that the haters have been after you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but haters gonna hate, right? <laughs> well, that's exactly right, and I think that it's it's a you know I suppose whether we'll come we might come to that in a second. Um, but this is probably where, what, what do the, and maybe it is, I, I sort of look at it sometimes and say, or even think, um, 
you know, it, it often starts at the top, you know, and we, we just did a fantastic chewing the accounting fat lunch with um, the CEO of the IPA, Andrew Conway. And, you know, I'd love to delve into Andrew's mindset about this as well. And maybe that's again, another chat for, for the future, but when you're talking about starting at the top, you think about the, I don't know, Scott, Scott Morrison is the leader of our, of our country. Um, the, the, I don't know, the Christina Holgate, debacle let's call it that and that's my words yep. just so poorly managed and so poorly run and yet all the other bs that happens out of canberra you know that cannot be the example that we and i'll say sorry i shouldn't say we that i set for my boys growing up you know mm-hmm. they're five nine and eleven and we want to show them that there is a better path well, then it's up to us, it's up to me to, to show them that there is a better path to this. To, um, you, you certainly wouldn't, the, the way that you would deal with things, you just, if you, it's about making sure that you have that equal path so that you can encourage other people because all you're going to do is not encourage other women to come into those particular roles. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want um, for this to be fair and for this to be on a playing, uh, sorry, a level playing field. So they're the sorts of things that I think we we constantly get as challenges thrown at us. Um, going back to your further point, yeah, I've had my haters, but it happens. Um, but we're sort of indirectly, but that's all right. Yeah. But why do you believe, you know, there there are some oh, there are some women that want to bring males down for trying to do that as well. But then there's also males that don't want to encourage it, and I'll say males that are younger than me. So why does that take place? And, you know, how important is it to get that, that all level to get that change taking place? Yeah, look, I, it really disappoints me when um, I see a lack of empathy around this topic, because like I said before, we all need to be, you know, in this together as cliche as that sounds, we do, we, we have to. And if we're going to get, you know, if we're going to get nitpicky um, on the blokes, then they, you know, it's going to be fair enough. They throw their hands up and say it's too hard. Like this is, you know, why should I? Why should I contribute my time and effort if I'm going to get torn down for actually trying to do the right thing? And I think that, you know, like I think that's a, a fair response. Um, I think that there's a level of empathy that we need to bring to this. And, you know, do you know what? I, this reminds me. Of when we do, sorry to jump to tech, but no, this reminds right. me of when we talk to some accounting firms about tech, right? They'll say, this is amazing. This looks really good. Oh, but it does, does it do blah? And you say, it actually doesn't do blah. And they go, oh, well, we can't possibly do it. So because it's not 100% perfect, we're going to stick with what we're doing. And we miss the uplift of the 20% efficiency or 50 or whatever it is, because we must have it perfect. And what I mean by that is, you know, there might have been a slip of the tongue or something might not have been spot on perfect about the delivery of said thing by a man that is actually supporting this agenda that's really important to women. And we immediately jump on and tear it down. And I just think that's cruel. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really unfair because there's a there's a pretty big transformation journey that men are will go on and are going on at different speeds and you know levels of motivation that we need to be empathetic about and we need to have a bit of respect about 
Yep. Um, you know, in some breaths, some of this stuff could be incredibly threatening. You know, there's there's plenty of merit in the story that says, you know, I've been working up in this firm too. I've been climbing the ladder too. And she went before me and I don't think she's as good at, as me, but I think she got it because she's a woman. There is nothing wrong with that man's feelings. That is completely legitimate and completely understandable. Yes. So I just think we need to give everyone a bit of space to come on the journey. What I will say at the very, very start of that journey is don't be a hater and don't tear it down, right? So um, if you're not ready to come on the journey, just don't be a detractor. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I, I mean that to every everyone, female and male. Um, I think there, there's another thing as well that's, you know, and I had to park some of this because I was a fierce loather of quotas and a fierce loather of tokenism and all of that. And I thought, don't you dare put me forward because of my gender. Put me forward because you think I'm awesome and because... I can contribute a lot of value. I don't want any other reason. And I was really, really quite obsessed with that for quite a while. And what I realised is that's not helping me and it's not helping me contribute to this getting better for everyone else. Yep. Because, again, you can't be what you can't see. Correct. So if me taking that role that was made available and there is something that sits around it that says, actually, we are actively contributing to more diversity in this leadership team. If I didn't take it just because I thought I was getting it because I was a woman, that's actually really silly because other people will see me in that position and go, oh, maybe I can do that. And we start to break down those barriers. So it's the same thing with quotas and it's the same thing with some of my colleagues that say, we don't need special airtime. Don't, don't give us special airtime. Don't help us because we're women. It's not about that. It's not about, it's nothing, it's nothing. It's, uh, again, it goes back to me and you can see the gesture I'm doing, you know, clicking my <laughs> fingers and saying, I don't need no man. But it's not about that. It's about what activities can we all do to contribute to moving this thing along. And I always think about this, really daggy whiteboard diagram I drew for my eldest daughter one day it was um we're in this place that none of us are really that comfortable with and we want to be in this place where we don't even have to talk about it where a meritocracy actually exists and where you know the ebb and flow between you know um, equitable representation and leadership is a no is just a thing like it might it might dip and then it might go the other way and like who cares it's just not a thing we have to talk about anymore but in the middle to get from today to that point there's some hard things that each of us have to do and that's the same for any type of transformation you don't change by doing the same thing yes. like that's insane that is actually insane yeah. So I think part of that is parking some of that. And I used to have almost an allergic reaction to it. I'd just be like, don't even, I don't want no, I don't want no handouts. I don't need a boost. I got this. Right? <laughs> um, so that's on the, on the female side. Look, I'm not going to pretend to understand what it's like to be a man with this kind of movement coming at them because I'm not one. However, 
I am empathetic to feelings about um, feeling threatened. If you've been raised in a way or you have a certain truth, then a challenge to that truth is scary. Yep. So, you know, why, why wouldn't I be one of eight male partners in a firm? Why wouldn't I be? I work hard and I'm good at what I do. Why do I have to, you know, in air quotes, give up my seat, you know, and then my challenge to that is, well, why do you feel entitled to that seat? It's not yours. It's could be that person over there and that person over there. It doesn't matter what their gender is. So I think I don't actually know what all the answers are. I think I love talking to dads like you that have influence over the next generation of our boys because to start, you know, I've got massive respect for you because there's no way I would know how to run a house with boys in it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I don't know how you deal with that, but um, I think that is such an amazing opportunity to do good in the world, even more than, you know, me banging on about whatever I do with this agenda. It's dads like you that have the keys to the mothership. Honestly, that is what I believe Um, because you can, you have the ability to raise really open-minded, empathetic men that, in my view, if you ask me what a real man is, that's a real man. Um, uh, you know, I just I just think that is just so cool and really powerful, really powerful. Yeah, I think you brought you, and firstly, thank you, the, the, the comment you, or the, the word you used before, raised um, in a way, and I think, you know, I wrote that down. I thought, you, you're right. At the end of the day, we learn from role models and most of us, our parents are our role models or our bosses are our role models. Um, our footy coaches are our role models. We don't, and as a, as a five-year-old, six-year-old or a, or 11-year-old like Smith, my oldest, it, it's, that's what they've got and that's what they work with and that's how you learn. Mm. But unless you start changing that message, and I think that's the great thing from the the new coming through um and the the embrace and i'll say sport because sport has been able to probably embrace it first mm. in terms of you know we we look at every sport nowadays whether it be from nba basketball to our own backyard with you know we'll have a 18 aflw teams next year um to the cricketers the the ability to influence your girls to say, well, you know what? You don't need to play netball if you don't want to, because now have a look at Erin Phillips and what she's doing for AFL. And she's been a, an amazing NBA star in the U S and now she's back here and doing some fantastic things for the AFLW. You've got opportunities. Um, and whether that be for males or females, and that's, that's just a great thing, which I didn't have when I was growing up. So mm. you do end up, bringing that what how you're raised in a way and that's the change mechanism hopefully that yeah that hopefully you can empower the next generation coming through i can already see it not just with my kids but you know that that next that that young 20s i've got nieces that are in that age bracket as well and you can see that they're different and i think if you put women into a leadership role they bring so many different different traits. And I think Nick Sinclair summed it up even in our little promo in terms of he's um, got females in different roles and then that empathetic, emotional, different way of approach to management as opposed to maybe a, or, or, in, or in leadership as opposed to a, uh, a harder approach to leadership and management. 
very different and we're just different creatures. So I think you've got to have that balance across the board. So that's probably one of the great things that, you know, for whoever's listening to this, just to encourage that, think about that in terms of what's the balance and the, the, the type of things you don't have in your company and the type of things you want to bring into your company and how are you going to influence that? If we don't learn, we don't grow. If we don't grow, we die. And I think that's an important key thing to continue to have at the forefront of everything we do. I totally agree. And I think, you know, this is, again, I say this word all the time, but where I would encourage a level of empathy um, (laughs) to be super sexist from the pink to the blue because (laughs) there is, you know, on the most part going to be a journey of unlearning for many, many, many men because, uh, you know, they that they've as I said they've been raised in a way there's there's a there's a truth there there's been a normal there's been a state of normal that they're used to which although there is you know a massive amount of benefit for everyone involved commercial benefit moral benefit everything benefit it can be challenging I mean and this is not to say that we should ever ever tolerate things that are inappropriate this you know yeah we need to identify a mantle as a mantle of course with the exception of if we're talking about I don't know strictly men's business or whatever that's when a mantle is very acceptable um you know we need to if if it's sexism call it sexism if it's boys club call it boys club Yep, yep yep um but as well in there understand that there's a there's an unlearning process that will happen and that could be quite tough for some um and i just really don't want to polarize i don't want to polarize i want to create a safe space for talking about this stuff out loud yes um and um as i mentioned to that same colleague we were talking about the the uh, the networking yes, yes, yes. panel and da 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 i said if you're ever not sure just call me like i'm not the oracle but <laughs> I, I could probably help or I know five people that could help, Yes, you know, um, and I'm more than happy to devote, like, devote lots of time to that because it's really, really important. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, just before we wrap up, um, what's your legacy? What's, what's, um, what would you like to be remembered for? Oh, golly gosh. I'm not actually sure. Um, well, I am sure. Whatever it is, um, I'd like it to be overwhelmingly positive. Obvious. I think that's pretty obvious. Yes. <laughs> um, look, if I had any ability to put a dent in what we're talking about today, that would be amazing. You know, when I think of legacy, I immediately go to what's someone going to say at my funeral, right? I yes. know that's a bit, a bit dark, but let's no, not be... Still- yeah. yeah, like if Taya, if my eldest was talking at my funeral and she, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to tear up, and she, um, and she um, was proud of, or, or she could articulate some skills that I had given her that helped her in some situations, um, either professionally or personally, that she then felt proud of that she felt strong, she didn't feel trapped or harassed or um, like held back or anything like that, 
I think that would be amazing. Um, if my youngest had something to say about <laughs> me encouraging her to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the fact that she can literally put my husband to sleep and she's eight, um, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, anything like that. Like I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent confident that I can, you know, that this will be fixed by the time that they are professional women, but anything, anything that I can do to move the needle, I'll be really proud of. I think I would lie happily in that box. Yeah. Um, well said. Well yeah. said. And I think it's a, it's a very empowering thing. I still remember doing this years ago and I'm every now and then I do reflect on it and I go back, but um, I still remember being at, there was probably a conference and you had the opportunity to write your own eulogy and Gosh. It, it's, it's, Again, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered for? And then you go, so why am I making those changes now? So it's, it's always a really interesting one that you can do. And like you just said then, if you're doing that right now, fantastic. To all of our listeners, if you're not doing that right now, maybe it's an opportunity to have a look at that and say, how would I like to be remembered? What would be my legacy? Um, you know, we don't have a choice sometimes of when we're going to leave this wonderful earth that if you if you had a choice to make a difference and change that, what would that look like? And, you know, I challenged the team on it only last week to say, well, again, if you're doing some shit that you're probably not happy with, well, why don't you change that shit? Yeah. Swearing Stop on your it. podcast. Stop doing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Even we'll I didn't that swear today, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, I think that's the opportunity that everybody has got, you know. So every single one of us, um, can always control what we can control. And, you know, mm. we've got the ability to do that and make a difference. So, no, that's awesome. And thank you. It's a, you know, again, we, we do need to wrap up, but um, thank you, number one, for your openness. Thank you for your authenticity. Um, congratulations on your new role. I'm very excited to see how that's going to roll out and the impact you're going to make there. I'm, I've got no doubt you will be successful in that. And um, if you've got a parting comment, I'm open to it. Oh, um, just to throw a smokey in there. <laughs> oh gosh, I was to say, don't don't feel like you need to change the world. If you're just moving in the positive direction, then that's that's amazing. Just yeah. just start, just just start. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us um, again to everyone that's listening. I hope you enjoyed this. You know, again, a lot of different golden nuggets that you could take away and start thinking about and. Um, I hope it really encourages you to just to think about the sorts of things that we've spoken about today. So another awesome episode of Talking Numbers. Thank you very much, Shaitha. I look forward to seeing how the rest of your 2021 rolls out and into 2022, which is ridiculous to say, but we're not that far away from there. Oh, you're so right. Thanks so much <laughs> for the opportunity. I'm super grateful. Thanks, Paul. My pleasure. Thanks. Cheers. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us to listening to our Talking Numbers podcast. Um, we've got plenty of several big name guests to come. And obviously, if you've liked anything you've heard, please go back. Please like it. Please share it. Please comment on it. Um, and more importantly, if you like what we're doing, please make sure you check us out on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all our different socials, The Professional Partners, and you'll find us there. Thanks for listening.